anarchists, violent mobs, arsonists, looters, criminals, rioters. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. I said, please don't be too nice. We choose truth over facts. I am your president of law and order. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women are created by the go, you know the, you know the thing. In the white room with black curtains. Congratulations to uh, Stacey Abrams and, and nobody else, just Stacey Abrams for winning <laughs> presidential election. You've done so much. Yeah, not, no other black activists at all. Just Stacey. Congratulations only to Stacey Abrams. Everyone else, go the fuck home. Yeah, dude, you you rock, Stacey. And we just want to personally congratulate you. You know. She she so she's not so bad because she has come out and been like, listen, it wasn't all me. Like, you know, there's not one savior in this shit. Um, but she's actually someone we criticized on this podcast before because over the summer, I don't even remember specifically what. Everything's in the fucking time warp now. But <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but fucking, she like was definitely critical of the Black Lives Matter movement was critical kind of of the way things were going in the summer and the black lives matter movement which mind you like it definitely boosted registration to the point that it needed to get to in order to like win this fucking thing and then yeah you know it's it's not that she's out here independently trying to like oh i you know i did all the work obviously she's actually trying to actively work against this it's other ghouls in the party who know that she just like she was instrumental in and you know you can make the argument that she was part of the reason why the race was so close she was part of who fixed south carolina and really got the gear the gears greased for uncle joe to get in there and win the black vote and that was talked about back then and and, it, it's, and she, people actually thought she was going to be the vp pick cuz she was so instrumental then and there's actually we talked about it on the pod, but there was a video where she was on the news with Joe Biden, and it became clear that he wasn't <laughs> about to uh, make her VP. And even then, still, you know, they tow the party line because first and foremost, and maybe the calculus is that this is what allows her help her community the most. But first and foremost, it's about ladder climbing, and so was sabotaging Bernie, putting Uncle Joe crime bill. You know, poor kids are just as talented as white kids in there. That's fine, um, it, you know, especially if, if it serves that end. And, like, of course, DNC realizes she's an operative, so what do they want to do? They want to uphold her, make it all like it was about her, and, and erase and kind of co-opt all the work that black organizers did and community organizers, grassroots level, small level, and the people who literally spent the summer, I'm sorry, getting killed and beaten – and shot at, and this, that, and the third, and gassed, and sprayed. Those are the people, and their name's not Stacey Abrams. And, like, it's just so fucking frustrating to see the DNC try to be like, yep, it was one of our own who clinched this thing. And that's how they're going to portray the numbers. Because I went to bed the night before all the Stacey Abrams narrative came out, thinking, like, wow, the numbers proved it. They couldn't have done it without us. (laughs) And then I wake up in the morning, and I see, like, 19 Snapchat stories of Stacey Abrams' face, and I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah, dude, and, and like it's already like worked because if you just take a quick, you know, Twitter search of Stacey Abrams, you just see just tweets like Stacey Abrams. That's the tweet. Stacey Abrams. I love you. 
Stacey Abrams just shattered Trump's ego into tiny little pieces. <laughs> so, like, you're absolutely right, you know. <laughs> and um, there's something racist about it. I always think back to this tweet from it was like somewhere early in the Trump presidency. Um, and it was a photo. And I forget what protest is from. Like I said, they all blur together now. I think it might have been from Charlottesville, but it could have been earlier than that. It might have been Standing Rock. It might have been Ferguson even. Um, but I'm talking an early protest. And it was a photo of a black woman, like, surrendering to the cops, kind of. But the way the photo was framed, I mean, she looks like a graceful angel and the cops look like actual, like, demons. And it made, like, the cover of Time or National Geographic or something. It was, like, a big, like, famous shot. And uh, this white liberal posts it, like, we need her right now. (laughs) You know, that's, like, like granting her these otherworldly powers. Like, she really was the angel (laughs) seen in that photo. This is a black woman who's unfairly arrested protesting. Like, there's nothing (laughs) more to it than that. But, and there's kind of this white woman liberal thing to, like, prescribe these superpowers to, like, in, in, in their adoration they go a little overboard with their guilty adoration and like, <laughs> I don't know. It gets weird. It gets weird. Yeah, it does get a little weird. Like just when, when they talk about it, just, I don't know. I can't really, you know, articulate it, but it does give me the heebie jeebies a little bit. <laughs> yeah. There's something to it. And, and I mean, and obviously the main thing with the Stacey Abrams thing is that it just erases the work of the, the real community organizers who like, would disagree with Stacey Abrams on like 99% of the like, you know, when you get down to the, to the boards, the issues. I specifically remember her being on the news at some point this summer and like talking about like, you know, and the violence, it's like not helping the cause, like, you know, doing the talking points, you know, the DNC talking points about the movement. And it's like, you know, whatever you know it, it, that's not and it, it just makes sense that this is the person that they're trying to, to paint as the, the, the key figure yeah it's an easy easy slam dunk for the democrats yeah no honestly so, uh, yeah um so yeah not to like over focus on stacy abrams i just feel like that's one of the key narratives that's been building other than the obvious foreseeable narratives which is like this victory is proof that we were right. The whole narrative about Joe Biden being electable is right. And even, like, it, it's just so funny. Um, there's kind of a saying in D.C., like, you know, and I'm going to butcher it. I'm not a D.C. insider. That's why you guys listen to the show. But fucking, it's like, it is basically that if you lose by a close margin, uh, it's proof that you were right. If you lose by a huge margin... It's proof that you were even more right. It's basically a joke about how in D.C. you can never fail. You only fail upwards. Like, it's always proof that you were right. And <laughs> you can only be failed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 like, and, and like it, that's how they're spinning it. And, of course, that's how a political campaign always spins it. But, like, it, 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 when the whole media and the whole apparatus, not just the campaign, when the whole media and apparatus basically became an like extension of that campaign, and all push the same narrative that he was electable, he was uniquely electable, centrism is what beats fast. Like there were all of these key things that were baked into the psyche um, during this primary and during this election. And it, so it, 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 they don't even really have to do much work to, to use this win as a confirmation of those things. They just go on TV and say, see, 
and and the onus isn't even on them to like like make have the the burden of proof and like come up with you know evidence because quite frankly in their own minds the, the narrative is evidence enough of itself and the victory is evidence enough of itself they don't have to come up with the numbers it doesn't matter that fucking joe biden got crushed in florida but a higher minimum wage won by over 60 percent it doesn't fucking matter that a fox news exit poll that framed uh, single-payer health care as government-mandated health care, the scariest possible phrasing, got 72% yeah. bipartisan support in exit polls. None of that shit matters to these people because they don't actually fucking care about winning. They just got fucking lucky, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For real, though. Yeah. And, and, if, like, and, and, and I feel like it's just worth saying, and we kind of said it in the last one, but... If it wasn't for fucking coronavirus, if it wasn't for fucking the economy being tanked, literally murdering 200,000 people and stumbling over his own dick at every corner and just generally being an incompetent who most people can see through, Trump would have wiped the fucking floor with the Democrats, any of them, any of the ones that you put up that didn't run an actual populist agenda that can compete with his. I'm not buying it. Yeah, I'm not buying it either. How are you feeling about a confirmed Joe victory, though? I got to say, I feel more relieved than I was expecting to feel. Yeah, I think I feel better about it just because I feel, I, I don't know. I, I'm less worried that, like, the protest about, like, the impending, you know, civil unrest that was going to happen if Trump wins yeah. or won, you know, and then, you know, some counter protester going out there murdering, you know, 25 plus protesters or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was kind of what I was thinking what was going to happen if Trump won. So I think those anxieties are relieved mainly. Yeah. I th- and then, you I know, I think we both kind of said that, that uh, we agreed. Yeah. We were worried about people being emboldened with the Trump win. Obviously, cops are going to kind of freak out either way, but. You know, cops probably would also end worse under a Trump win. I think seeing cops crying in their car instead of beating the shit out of people as bad as they have been all over the summer, although in some cases it has gotten worse. Um, yeah, man, you're seeing that like a hundred percent. It that's the the quickest relief, and just in seeing the MAGA people suffer and be like, "Wah!" Like that. That's yeah. the oh, okay. This must be positive if they're all upset. <laughs> yeah, and literally the the shout out the Twitter account coping maga. Yes, you guys have you know just made me laugh consistently for the past <laughs> two days, and I just want to personally thank you for all that you do. Do you have any <laughs> so, any personal favorite uh, coping maga instances? Because I got one I could whip out. Uh, my favorite one is just like the the mass edits of them, like Tim Pool and all them saying like, "Oh, it looks like a landslide victory," and then like they slowly all of them are just like, "Oh, it's not looking good." Uh, Trump just lost by more, and then it just keeps escalating until Biden won, and then them fully, fully coping, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, what's your favorite? Um, I don't know. I think my favorite is the 4chan post. That's like. I just want an ethno state with my white family who can be proud of who they are. Why can't we have nice things? <laughs> Jesus Christ. And it's just like, imagine being that guy. <laughs> yeah. It's over with. We're never, no one, every fascist in America from now on is going to be smart enough to not be as overtly white supremacist as Trump was. 
you're never that dude's never getting what he thought he was going to get with Trump and didn't get again. So he knows it's over. That's like an actual depressed post. A lot of these other fascists, they at least that's the thing. I, and I said this on last step. You turn to Fox News. I was expecting more coping. There's not a lot of coping. They're all just like running around, like waving like a flag. The we got a higher percentage of Latinos and black men thing. It's like, you know, (laughs) they're so thrilled about disproving that the liberals are the party of like minorities and representation. Mm -hmm. They're so like that. They're just ecstatic about it. But then hilariously, now they're like doing the identity politics that they like were crying about for four years, which is, you know, that's at least somewhat funny to watch. There's like kind of a, all right, this is pretty hilarious. But yeah, there's not a whole lot of coping. Best thing on Fox News, though, was Laura Ingram trying to convince Trump to concede. And it's like, and I just want to say to our big, special, wet president that we love you and you're a great, smart little boy. <laughs> and, you know, no matter what happens, win or lose, they were very unfair to you. And the best thing, people will respect you more than they do now, which is already a lot. If you can see, like, they literally are on Fox News knowing he's watching, trying to talk him down. <laughs> it's like the funniest yeah. shit. So that shit is pretty funny. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah. He just has to be talked down by his favorite news network. That he's That is crazy that people are even turning on Fox News in general. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right? Why turn on Fox News when you can go to MSNBC and, and see John Kasich right there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, CNN. But, I mean, yeah. regardless, all the same fucking thing. You know what's so funny? God. I remember going to Catholic school and being told that CNN was the communist news network, which is like... Pretty crazy to be taught that in school. Well, yeah, for sure. Honestly, and, and, <laughs> and it's pretty. Well, and, and you know, it goes it goes to show the indoctrination most people go through. But also, how fucking upside down is that? Maybe the least commie, like <laughs> the capitalist <laughs> news network, if anything. Like, what? Yeah, <laughs> the protect capital interest at all costs network. Yeah, <laughs> and that and and the main thing actually that frustrates me before we move on, or I guess it's not even moving on because John Kasich was basically saying the same shit. But the main thing that frustrates me with the whole Joe Biden was the most electable candidate, and you we we might we should read that article you brought up about uh, how Biden's the only Democrat who could have won this election, which is a hilarious thing to say when you like just barely made it over the finish line. Um, yeah. It fucking it, it. Oh shit. I lost my train of thought. How Biden was the, the most electable CNN article. Oh, 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 the most frustrating thing about all that shit is that fucking these dumbasses on the other side who, by the way, are never voting Democrat anyway. Republicans voted for Trump in greater numbers and in greater like like the GOP, all the numbers, all the different types of ways you could look at it. They went more strongly for fucking Trump than than they did in 2016 across the fucking board. The only group that he struggled with was white males hilariously. Like and, and that's like if you look at it in one certain way, like you typically across the board, he like outperformed and he did in 2016. Like he was doing better. So like. But outside of that base of people, you know, like, he's, they're going to call it socialism anyway. And those people, you're never winning anyway. 
Like, oh, like it's the communist news network to them. Till, till the day they fucking die. It's already over. They called Joe Biden a socialist. He was a puppet of the radical left. We heard that over and over again. And the people that is going to work with, it's always going to fucking work on. You're never going to convince them, hey, do I look like a socialist? I'm not. By punching left and, and hurting the support and making the race closer than you fucking needed to. Once again, you look at the races where there was a, pro- a prog- progressive thing on the table, like a higher minimum wage. And it outperformed Joe Biden, like, like astronomically. And Trump. It, it, but that's what people want, <laughs> you know? And the reason Trump mm-hmm. outperforms Democrats sometimes is because people mistake him for populism. What people want is populism. And um, it's just not what the corporations want. And, and specifically Nancy Pelosi and, and her money laundering scheme which I want to break down on one of these episodes because I'm learning more about like how all these races are funded and kind of the reason the power structure works because I'm looking at all the seats that were lost and why they all took centrist-ass fucking positions. And by the way, listeners, th- another thing that's bullshit about the current narrative, when you look at all the seats that were lost, it was people who opposed the Green New Deal, opposed Medicare for All, were pro-corporations, pro-corporate donations, part of the Nancy Pelosi money laundering squad. Fucking everyone who won or kept their seat was a progressive who supports the things I just listed, minus the Nancy Pelosi <laughs> dark money. And <laughs> and, and it, it, so like – but you look into it and the reason why a lot of these people do it is because they think – and this is what – if you go to any political science you know, school in the fucking country, this is what they'll tell you. You need money to win elections. Trump proved that wrong. I mean, honestly, look at how close this race was. The Democrats outspent Trump. They were running fucking laps around this guy. He couldn't afford buses towards the end. And yeah, and, yeah. and look, and they barely, they barely did, they barely out beat him. Like, it doesn't fucking, it really doesn't fucking matter. And you actually look at the progressives who've won and have even undeceded and fucking gone after and primaried fucking uh, Democrats that had all the backing and the money. And you say, oh, this is in coastal blue cities. Not always. We've seen this in the South. We've seen this in the West. We've seen this in the Midwest. It's not just the AOC in Brooklyn. It was in 2016. Not anymore. A lot is a lot. Uh, we've seen it happen too many times now to to believe that media narrative that this is only possible in coastal elite cities. And, and, and actually, it's harder in coastal elite cities. Those are the Mayor Pete strongholds. Those are the Elizabeth Warren strongholds. Those are the places right now where there's the most anti-riot sentiment. Actually. These are the, the the Democrats, the like the the red Democrats, blue MAGA. That's where that is. You're not gonna find that as much in these other places. So uh, it's just so they live in fucking La La Land. They don't have to prove put any evidence out for any of their assertions, and they just get to because they've already established the narrative. They, it, it's just assumed as true. Yeah, that's all they had to do. Put it out there, and I think most. The centers will just follow along. Yeah, and we're seeing it in front of our eyes. Yeah, you're absolutely because they've right. already accepted it as, as as true. And it's the only things that they view with with the their um, you know, their skepticism that they are the things that go after that worldview or are in conflict with it. Those are the only things they question. Like, hmm, well, is 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 Facebook really censoring information? How do you know? Like, because that conflicts with how how what they think about Silicon Valley and the te- and the big tech companies that are their big brother. That's in con- conflict with their worldview. But but the shit that is the heinous shit that they don't question every day. Well, it's not it's not in conflict with the, with their everyday you know. 
bodily fluid functions. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's this article is pretty crazy. I, I'm gonna read a little yeah, yeah, paragraph yeah, out of it. Um, compare how Biden is doing to Democratic House candidates in each of these states. If Biden were a weaker candidate than average, these Democrats should, on the whole, be outrunning Biden. The opposite happened. Biden is outrunning the House Democrats in all these pivotal states. And when they say pivotal states, he's talking about uh, Arizona, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. I bet these are all the House Democrats I just mentioned that were like, uh, do the sacrificing children of Moloch with Nancy Pelosi. But <laughs> More to the point, Republican candidates for the House are actually getting more votes than the Democratic counterparts in all these states. As of this writing, the margin is less than 10,000 in Arizona, while it's over 90,000 in Georgia, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. No Democrats and Republicans had a candidate on the ballot for each House race in these states. Uh, cool. <laughs> in other words, this might it might seem quite conceivable that the baseline Democrat may not have actually won the states that he or she would have needed to win the electoral college. So basically this whole thing is just saying that, you know, Biden is the perfect candidate for the electoral college. Well, I think what that actually proves, um, if, if you're not, uh, you know, if your brain's not melted by, you know, six figures of media (laughs) slush money. Yeah. Um, it proves that, Biden only won because people fucking hate Trump. They yeah, don't really. like Democrats. They don't like the House Democrats. They want to vote for them. They they fucking despise them. But they hate Trump, who once again murdered hundreds of thousands of people, stumbles over his own dick, can't do anything fucking right. Like like literally just objectively, other than his crazy fucking, you know, the MAGA, MAGA, MAGA people. Like, listen, I've got a conservative grandma who, who went back over to Biden. And this was not because, you know, John Kasich spoke at the DNC and they punched left. This is because she watched fucking Fox News coverage and was like, this is insane. <laughs> this is too much. <laughs> you know? What are they saying? Why, why are they doing this? Yeah, it, it's not. This isn't. This isn't Christian. Like, yeah, it's not. It did. It's not, you know, like the, it, people just fucking hate Trump. And and he and also you look at how he lost elderly support. My grandma had fucking friends die. It's a COVID. She's in New York. She fucking like, so that was one of the places that got hit hard. So he lost elderly support because he fucking let people die. Like, it's not that yeah. it's not hard to do the calculus on this. It's, it's people are literally celebrating when he came back from golf outside the white house. So like, yeah, you know. Channing, Channing loser. Yeah. And people are trolling him so hard. They're trying to ratio him so hard on Twitter. Like yeah. Every single time he posts within 20 minutes, it literally has at least 50K replies just shitting on him. Other yeah, than he, like the, the usual 300 bots that are, you know, thank you, President Trump. You got right, President Trump. I'm going to pack up and move my people to Alaska. You know, have you seen those tweets? It's like, yeah. I can't live in the U.S. anymore. I'm going yeah, to Hawaii, Hawaii, you know. Yeah. No, and 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 what's funny is they uh, they all they all want to paint. How do I put this the right way? Trump's a fascist. Don't get me wrong. What they want to do is they want to take what he did that was populist, and and the the, the ways he spoke to people's economic anxieties and and the and the if then I'm not saying Trump's a good things, but 
the positive aspects of Trump's message, not not at all his policy, but his message. They want to take that and be like, those were the fascist parts. <laughs> the, yeah. the, the, and that's what we need to fight against. That's why it's a, when you talk about addressing working class needs, you're really just doing a racist whistleblower and want to be like Trump. The, the, that's what is already being spun in the in the liberal sphere is that like you that is that. Yeah. If you want to address the needs of the working class or reach out to Trump supporters, that's because you would just want to be racist. But what is OK because they do the calculus and say we do need to reach across the aisle. And I'd actually agree with that. The way we need to reach across the aisle is addressing the interests of Trump's base that have common interest with immigrants and with minorities, which, by the way, is why immigrants and minorities went for Donald Trump. But the liberal media can't wrap their heads around that. It's 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 those common shared interests that we're supposed to bring in the Democratic Party. But we can't do that. Because that would be populism, and that's what's actually scary. They're not really worried about fascism or authoritarianism because they're willing to – I'm sure Mitch McConnell and, and Biden have already talked on the phone, and, and even if Tim and Donald Trump haven't. They're already planning to work together, reach across the aisle, John Kasich, all that shit. They're going to they're gonna do the things that, that to keep the bad parts of America running. You kind of get what I'm saying here? Yeah, 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 yeah. They, no, they're just going to, you know, pick and choose, cherry pick what they want. Yeah, 100%. Exact, yeah, so. And, and, it, and it, that's what scares me is, is that they use the feeling of there's something real to this pain that people felt that made them vote for Trump. But you know what's fucking funny? You were talking about how, like, you know, it's we were both talking about how it's uh, representative of, you know, people hate Donald Trump. And then I think his support is honestly representative of the fact that people hate each other. Because a lot of the reason I think people like Donald Trump, I don't know that I agree that they're like, there are racist, fascist, horrible, uh, you know, bloodless ghouls among them. But I'd st- I don't know that that's true of much, most of the base. I, 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 I yeah, kind I of can. I would agree with that a little bit because I feel like some of these people are just attention seekers in a sense. I don't know if you feel me on that, but oh, I think especially with the um, with minority support, uh, that was a take yeah. that I feel like I, I when we talked about on last episode, I forgot to bring it up because it's like so contrarian and impossible that it's like ah, like you know, yeah, like the like you know these like Trump supporters that will go to the rallies and be like dressed up like Trump and have wrapped these, in like, a fucking Trump flag and shit. Yeah, like that is fucking nuts. Like, yeah. <laughs> and like, why would you do that? that? That is like crazy shit. I'm sure people there even are like, oh, that's cool, but what the fuck, you know? Like, that's not representative. I think of of, of the yeah. Base. I don't. I don't think so either. I think that's just what is like portrayed in the media to be like, oh, look, these people are fucking nuts, you know? Yeah, and, like and at least that, by the Democrats. And and the reason that's bad is because then now we feel like those people are going to disappear now that they're like. God is gone, but they're not going to disappear. They're going to get a, if we don't appeal to them now that Trump's gone, they're going to get appealed to by worse fascists than Donald Trump. And the thing is those kooky extremists, other than like the ones wrapping themselves in a fucking flag, doing it for attention, the kooky extremists, the like the, 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 the base, they have real, the ones who like feel Trump and are with him to the fucking end. Like, I, I think there's, you can point them like a weapon, like a missile at the right-wing extremists that they just put in the House and Senate. You can do that if you 
actually build a democratic party that caters to their economic interests, allies their interests with 90% of immigrants, 90% of minority groups, 90% of working class people. And you then say, oh, those right wing fucks, they're the ones standing in the way of these good things from being possible. And 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 that's and that's a, and they're the pedophiles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's that's the ones an, who enjoy cuties, you know. Yeah, no, and, and you weaponize these QAnon like, and you bring the fucking wellness hippies back into the tent. I'm being serious because you and it's really, it's really it's it's a scary shit, man. It's scary shit that the way that I already see the media crafting. Certain parts, aspects of the Trump thing, we need to reach out to. Certain aspects of Republicanism, we need to reach out to. And certain aspects are off limits. I, the, the bounds I already see them setting are setting fertile soil to address none of the issues that brought us Trump and bring us an even worse one in four years, which is what we've said multiple times is like what we're worst, most worried about. And and that's not a hot take. I think that's what a lot of people are worried about. But I, I'm, I'm really offering a way out, and it's to address the needs of these people, actually reach out. Not to their leaders, not to Republican leadership, not to corporate Republicans, not to not to but to the actual working class disaffected fucking people who saw a political outsider in Trump and saw someone who spoke to a pain and spoke to an alienation. They feel we were just talking about how most people hate Trump. I think the reason a lot of people vote for Trump is because they hate the people that hate Trump. And they feel hatred from those people. And you know what? I don't think that's wrong. I think a lot of liberals that hate Donald Trump do hate his supporters. We talked about that girl that posted that shit about that kid from middle school and her story. I mean, <laughs> yeah. a lot of these people just enjoy bullying Trump. But these are a lot of times classist fucking shitty people who do want to just feel better than holier than thou, these Trump supporters. And like and, – and, and that uh, so much of Trump support, I don't want to chalk up to – this evil underbelly, although it is sometimes, but a, a disaffected group of people that's been hurt by an, an equally classist and gross group of people, and that can be fucking brought back into the fold, and and can and can be in who have interests that we can cater to if we're actually interested in doing so. If we don't cater to those interests, they're going to be taken under the wing of a worse fascist than Donald Trump. And if things are really so as bad as we said they were, oh, we have to vote for Biden. It's so bad. Then guess what? We have to appeal to their interests and we have to do outreach. I'm sorry. That's also an equal thing. And, 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 but, it's, but, but they're already willing to do that with John Kasich. It's so insane. And, and it, the cognitive dissonance and the gymnastics, it's so fucking, it's, it's, it's nuts. It's unreal. Yeah, but I have a question for you. So I know we briefly mentioned like the 2024, like that we're going to have a worse fascist. I've been seeing some, well, I think the Liberty, not Liberty Hangout, but uh, the Liberty, the Lincoln Foundation. Am Lincoln I, Project? Yeah, Lincoln Project. Fuck. Anyway, the Lincoln Project, uh, one of their guys said that Tucker Carlson was going to be the front runner for the 2024 I, I've heard that so, floated a couple times. I don't know. What do you, the final point before we wrap this up, uh, what do you think about that in general? I think that's like fucking terrifying. Just yeah, as like a first take read, you know, like exactly speaking to your point. I watch, I watch Tucker um, a lot for this reason. He is the most terrifying force in American politics right now. I think that's why you hear like commentators say exactly that, that he'd be the front runner in 2024. And like, should he decide to run? He would be. And the reason why is exactly what I was saying about Trump. And I'm actually so glad you brought this up because this really helps me like harden my point. What Tucker speaks to is the same things that Trump speaks to. He speaks to like 
this alienation, there is class resentment. The way he channels that class resentment is not, is not in uh, a way of class solidarity. What he does is he very cleverly aims that class resentment at elitist liberals, which there are plenty of and always examples of, while at the same time kind of making economic – turning economic anxiety into like um, entrepreneurial uh, motivation. And these coastal elites want to hoard the wealth by making sure you are not an entrepreneur and you don't want to work hard. That's like yeah. how he spins it. It's honestly kind of fucking brilliant. And he's yeah, it's so it's crazy, crazy that he, like he labels. I, I don't know. Doesn't he label himself as like sort of a socialist? That he has like some socialist leanings. No, he he or, he or, he. Or like he People try to attribute those qualities to him, and, and, and the reason why they, they like, wrongly like, do, yeah. and, and I have too, because it's funny to do. You watch it, he will inadvertently say, um, early on the Inside Agitator Instagram, there's a video we posted of him doing a rant, and the communist international starts playing as he starts ranting about, like, yes, exactly. they don't want you to think about class, they want you to think about race. Because oftentimes, yeah. to argue effectively against the Democrats is to make, like, generally Marxist points. What he does is he he understands populism and what the real issues are. He's a smart guy, but he's a cynic, and and he actually um, is the heir to the Swanson fortune. So you know, like Swanson TV dinners and Swanson Foods. Like you ever see the Swanson Wait, trucks? Yeah. What? Yeah. So he's the heir to the Swanson fortune. He's like Richie Rich. Like Get he's the like fuck out of here. You're I'm kidding. being dead ass serious. Yeah. Oh my god. And so he's just a ge- a genius <laughs> only child, the billionaire evil guy. Who's like, let me use my unique talent, and he is a talented, politically perceptive guy, to uh, protect my class. And that's exactly what he does. And, and I, I think he saw the way things were going with people, um, things taking a populist turn in this country, and knew that you know there was going to be a lane to be a conservative mouthpiece that spoke to those things. And uh, he is hated by some people in the conservative media. He's definitely um, like was an outsider in the kind of same way Trump was at one point. And it definitely still is seen as like, you know, kind of a, but he took his chances on this is just similar to Trump. This is the message and this is the way things are going. And this is a growing uh, feeling amongst people. And, and obviously he was very successful in doing that. He, but he is like, I watch him because he's a unique, he's like a reality wizard. The way he can take what actually happened and spin a narrative and weave how to make you think about it into his argument is like, it's, it's, if you're smart enough, it's mask off and you can see through it. And it's, it's actually, I think, useful to watch because it really is. At its core, I think where the whole party is going to, where all their messaging and where it's most effective is going to be. Like, I think it's useful to like watch Tucker every night if you're a socialist who wants to work against this shit. Like, um, but like it, 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 it fucking, it, yeah, it's terrifying, man. It's fucking terrifying. Yeah, man. I, I don't know. I, th- I think it's just because of how he talks and everything, and like some of the inflection points that he puts in his speech, you know. And he's, you know, and they're gonna make you drink Starbucks. Every single day for the rest of your life, yeah, and yeah, you're not yeah, going to yeah. be able to do anything about it because that's what Joe Biden wants. Do yep. you want that? Like, you know, that type of yep. Rhetoric. He's an expert at taking truths and like 
and and real things and issues and then like making it and this is what joe biden wants like you know like you can, yeah, you can yeah, take yeah. what one college lib says and blow it up he's he's incredibly talented as that as are many people in the media where i think he like really shines is in building these narratives that are entirely pro-conservative entirely anti-populist but that speak to a populist sentiment it's like an insane fucking uh it it's magic it's fucking insane how he does it but you know it's it's pretty simple but it goes to show what an open fucking lane there is that the heir to the swanson fortune is able to get on tv every night and garner mass support by just doing a moderately populist message Imagine if anyone with a similar platform as him was giving a populist message that wasn't at its core entirely meant to be anti-populist and it's and it's uh, and it's like, you know, implementation. Imagine if you had someone on TV that wasn't a Tucker Carlson doing it cynically and that was instead giving a populist message to people that wasn't propaganda. Um, that that would be uh, I, I think it would be unbeatable. It would be it would be unstoppable in the same way that Tucker Carlson right now is unstoppable and I think can only be beaten by a real populist because he will he will out debate and and the Democrats every time he will make them look bad and he will make yeah the, 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 as it stands right now the current party structure the current way they frame the debate the everything Tucker will beat them every time and if he was the front runner in 2024 uh, I think he would win yeah I don't doubt it either I think he already has a base for it you know Yep. So, cause shit, there's times I, I'm I'm a little too high listed. I'm like, damn, he makes he makes. Us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But it is sometimes. Sometimes I do listen to him, and he's like, Antifa is gonna set the laws, and they're gonna put every cop in the gulag. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, literally, bro, literally. Uh, is that a good place to leave it? Yeah, we might have to beep some of that out, but it's fine. Yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, Inside Agitator, episode 27. All right, peace out, y'all. See ya.